This is Lady Brackman with the Wisdom for Business and Life podcast. This is Season 2, Episode 7. Thank you so much for joining again. Now, today, I want to review another book. And this is a book I've heard so much about, and people, colleagues of mine, and friends of mine constantly mention it. So I had to read it. And the book is called The Gap and the Gain by Dan Sullivan and Benjamin Hardy. The book is premised on the idea that a lot of very successful people are still miserable, although they achieve tremendous success. And in this episode, I'm going to talk about the book, I'm going to do a review on it, pick up some bits of it, which I think are very valuable, and some parts of it which I think are not as valuable, and um, perhaps one should not, in my view at least, incorporate into one's life. And the perspective I bring to this book is one of psychology. So some of my listeners might know that I have a PhD in psychology. I spent 10 years of my life studying purpose in life. So just to be clear that uh, the perspective I bring here is from that deep study of purpose in life and how that affects and impacts positively the human psyche and how a lack of purpose can also uh, impact the human psyche. Now, Dan Sullivan, who's the author of this book, makes it very clear that he is not a psychologist, but he has studied psychology on his own as a layperson, but he's not a psychologist. While there's absolutely nothing wrong with a non-psychologist writing a self-help book and uh, a, a book which guides people to success, that's absolutely fine. But when that author presents ideas which might be counter to the research, I think that should be called out. So today I'm going to give an overview of what, what I think the book says and the message of the book and then what I think are the good parts of it and what the problematic parts of it. So the premise of the book, which I think is a correct premise, is that a lot of very successful people never feel happy with their own success. This, For some reason, the goalposts keep changing. They keep moving. So whereas at one point they wanted to become a millionaire and have at least a million dollars in the bank, then they become a millionaire and now it becomes two million. And then it comes four million and eight million and 10 million and 20 million. And for some reason, enough is never enough. And they constantly are on this chase of trying to get more and more great at success. So they become, uh, in your career, you might want to become a director level. Then you become director, you want to become the VP. And then from the VP, you want to become the senior vice president. And then from there, you want to become the C-suite. And then you want to be the CEO. Then you want to be the CEO of a bigger company. And this constant, this hustle and, and, and chase for greater and greater gain, and it never ends. And therefore, one can never relax and say, whoa, I've achieved it. One constantly feels that one is on the chase. And that can be very soul-destroying and very challenging and people just feel like burnt out and they never got there. And what Dan Sullivan argues is that, well, that's because you're focusing on the gap rather than the gain. And this is, I think, a super, super helpful kind of way of thinking about things, right? You've got the gap and you've got the gain. And I think this is a major contribution that uh, Dan Sullivan is making is how to frame the difference between the gap and the game. And the gap is where you are now to where your ideal life is supposed to be. And that's something which keeps changing. That gap somehow always remains there because whatever you idealized at one point constantly changes over time. And this, Dan Sullivan successfully and convincingly argues, and I think this is in fact correct, 
is somewhat soul-destroying because you never feel you actually get there. And therefore, instead, he says, focus on the gain. And the gain is this idea that looking backwards, you see that you've achieved quite a bit. You've, in fact, moved forward. So you initially set your goal as being a millionaire. Now you have a million dollars. Look back when you had 500,000. Look back when you had 200,000. Look what you've achieved. You set yourself a goal to create a company. Maybe it's not, you know, on, on the Forbes 500 list, but look at it. Before it was nothing. Now it's something. Celebrate that gain. So he says, live in the gain rather than in the gap. Look and focus on the things that you've achieved rather than the things that you want to achieve or the ideal life that you would like to live. And this is very similar to the concept of, you know, is the glass half empty or is it half full? If you live in the world where the glass is half full, you look at, wow, look what I've achieved. If it's half empty, well, look what there is in front of me. There's all this emptiness. There's also, you know, some age-old wisdom which says that comparison is the thief of all joy and that is true when you compare yourself to others when you compare yourself to something outside of yourself that is the thief of all joy in my own book jewish wisdom for business success which in many ways this podcast is predicated on i talk about this concept of comparison and how negative it is and there's this idea which is found in the jewish tradition is that when you pass away and you uh, if you believe that at some point you're going to be judged whether that's a true belief or correct belief is not relevant to the idea here. But at some point, they're going to ask you not why weren't you like so-and-so, but they're going to ask you why you didn't live your best life. Why didn't you live out your own full potential rather than someone else's full potential? So if you're constantly focused on what you can achieve and what you have achieved, you're going to be much more satisfied with your life than if you'll compare yourself to others or what the ideal that can be achieved. There's another really great concept which is found in the Jewish tradition which mirrors this idea. In Ethics of the Fathers, which is a repository, if you like, of wisdom teachings, it says, who is wealthy? And the answer is given, he who is happy with his lot. It doesn't say he who is satisfied with his lot, and I've talked about this on this podcast before, but he who is happy with his lot. If you are happy and you look back and you say, you know what, I am happy somewhat happy with where I have got to and that which I've attained, that is wealth. But if you're not happy and you're constantly striving for something which you don't have, that is the thief of all joy. That is going to take away your happiness. So in this, Dan Sullivan is 100% correct. Focus on the gap and you won't be happy, but focus on the gain and you will be happy. So I love all that. It's tremendous. It's not new. It's wisdom that is age-old, repackaged in a new way, and it's very valuable that he's put this framework of calling it the gap and the gain. It's great language, uh, and, 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 and he puts a good framework around it. But then he goes on to something else, which I just kind of felt was unnecessary and not very well balanced. And, and that is, he talks about that if you're not focusing on the gap, and you're only focusing on the gain, then you don't have to worry about all these other external things around you. So, you know, the ideal of trying to make the world a better place. Maybe, why do you really care about the environment? Well, you might turn around and you say, well, I'm focused on the gain. 
I don't have to care about the environment. It's not, you know, that's not my game. That's not my thing. I'm not focused on an ideal world. I'm focused on what I am achieving. And so the extreme version of that is that I don't care about anything else outside of myself. And he's kind of pretty explicit about this in the book. And if you listen to the audio version of the book, there's a whole bunch of interviews with him on it. And he's actually very, very clear that if you live this gap and gain ideology fully, then you don't have any concern about living a life for some kind of higher or greater purpose. Because it's not about the greater purpose. It's about you. It's about who you are. So if you take this concept of like um, comparison is the thief of all joy and I don't compare myself to anybody or anything or to any outside ideal whatsoever. I just compare myself to myself and who I am. And then, um, you know, you end up living this life on an island almost entirely, only focused on you and what you want to achieve for yourself, between you and yourself. And you, in a sense, can't have purpose that way. And so my study of my PhD was on purpose in life. And one of the concepts, one of the definitions of purpose in life is this idea of that your life has some greater meaning outside of yourself. There's something which you're living for, which is not just about yourself. And I just want to get into purpose a little bit because why purpose is so important. So if you define purpose as that you have a goal and that goal is not just about you, because you, you, if you have a purpose which is just about your goal and it's all selfish, then it doesn't feel purposeful. It might be a goal, but it doesn't have this idea of doing something for, for, for a greater and higher cause. And that higher cause doesn't have to be for God. It could be other humans. It could be something which is going to impact others in a positive way. And it could be that positive way is only your feeling of positivity. You feel that this is going to impact humans in a positive way. Perhaps you don't even have some kind of empirical evidence that that which you're doing is going to... Um, impact people in a positive way but you feel that it's going to impact people in a positive way you you want to impact something other than yourself in a positive way that is the definition of purpose if you don't have that and it's just about a goal all about yourself it does not feel purposeful now why is purpose so important because research has shown and reams and reams of research has shown that people who live a purposeful life are better off in almost every single dimension of psychological and even physical well-being. As a matter of fact, having purpose might be even more important and more beneficial to a human than working out regularly. So what it seems to me, though, is this in the gap and the gain, it kind of completely avoids this concept of living a life for a higher or purpose outside of the human themselves. And in that case... You can't really be living a life of thriving and of flourishing because you don't have purpose. Research will show that you can't live a life fully well lived if you don't have purpose in life. And the idea of living constantly in the gain rather than the gap means that you're living constantly looking at what I am in contrast and rep- to myself rather than to what some ideal that exists out there which would bring you purpose. So it basically negates the idea of really having purpose in life. And that, I think, is a net negative. So while if you're only thinking about the gap, that is going to be the thief of all joy. You also need to think about the game. But if you don't have the gap there and recognize that you need to achieve something which is bigger than you, and that is a really... A large task but you have a goal of how you're going to get there 
and you day by day you're moving towards it and maybe that does change because if you ever reach the destination you've achieved your purpose then now you no longer have purpose so the idea of having this kind of gap always being there, you're always striving for this purpose is incredibly beneficial you constantly you need that gap now if you're only in the gap then you've got a problem but if you don't have the gap at all then you don't have purpose so I can't buy into this concept of like avoid the gap entirely or try to avoid it as much as possible. That gap needs to be there, but it needs to be balanced with the gain. And what I find comes to mind, another piece of wisdom teaching, which comes from Ethics of the Fathers, which it says, uh, Rabbi Tarfin says, one of the great uh, uh, scholars uh, of the Talmud, and he says, or the Mishnah, and he says, you are not required to complete the task yet you are not free to withdraw from it. So this is a really grand, great piece of wisdom that you might look at it and say, oh man, there's so much work here. This gap is so big. How am I ever going to achieve it? And that can get you down. Well, the idea is, well, you, no one asks you to complete it. No one asks you to take on your shoulders to entirely change the world. You don't have to be the person who's going to solve climate change, cure cancer, you don't have to be the person who's going to make bring about world peace. You don't even have to become Bill Gates or, or, or Elon Musk. Maybe that's not your calling, but that doesn't mean that you should desist from it entirely. You know, you, you, it's not upon you to, to complete the work. The work's not going to be completed by you, but that doesn't give you the freedom, therefore, to say, you know what, because I can't complete it, therefore, I'm not going to do any of it. You understand the gap is there. But you're working towards, in tandem with others, to complete that work. Anyone who thinks, and this is kind of part of a problem of entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs very often live in a world where, you know, they, they, they have their own messiah complex. They think they're going to change the entire world. They want to change the entire world. And that's a very, very hard thing to do. And because of that, they're constantly living in this gap. That's what actually motivates them to get up and do what they do, to make big things happen. But one has to realize at some point that one has to gain some humility. You're not going to do it all yourself. So the reaction to I'm never going to get there could be, well, because I'm never going to get there, therefore let me just focus on the gain, not on the gap. And therefore I don't feel a responsibility, as Don Sullivan says, to you know change the world. No one's going to make me feel guilty, he puts it. That I'm not changing the world because that's not my mission. I'm focused on the gain of what I have achieved and that what I can achieve, not focused on the gap. Well, and therefore no one's going to guilt me, as he puts it, into, you know, social justice work or any other kind of work because, you know, that's just not who I am. That's not what I want to do. Well, that's missing out a really large portion of it. You just have to realize that focusing entirely on the gap and folk getting down on about the fact that you haven't brought about world peace doesn't mean that you haven't achieved a huge amount. You have. You can work on that. You might not complete that work, but you still need to work upon it. That is still your obligation. Well, world peace here is just an example. It could be a myriad of other things that you choose which are bigger than you to work on. But you don't have to complete it. If you have the Messiah complex that you're obligated to complete it, then you will always feel unhappy. What anyway, what the point I'm trying to make here is that while 
this book is a great book and I think it's very beneficial for a lot of entrepreneurs. I think if you take it to its, ex its extreme, it could also be very damaging to entrepreneurs. It could really kind of snuff out your purpose in life. And therefore, you might feel better about yourself on one, the one hand because you can say, yeah, I've achieved these things. On the other hand, it becomes very deeply personal and very deeply selfish about your achievements and it's not focused on something outside of yourself. And in that case, you'll find that you will be happier within yourself having achieved things, but you will have lost this sense of purpose. And over time, that will wear you down and have an, uh, a net negative uh, impact on you. So instead, the way I think it better to look at it is that, yes, you should focus on the gains. The glass is half uh, uh, full. And yes, that he who is wealthy is someone who's happy with his lot. You take a look at what you've achieved and what you have and be happy with that. But don't be satisfied with it. That's the key. Don't be satisfied with it. And that's a key wisdom teaching that I've mentioned here on this podcast, that when the sages say that he who is wealthy, who is happy with his lot, it doesn't say satisfied. It says happy with his lot. You should look back and say, you know, I'm happy with what I've achieved, but never be satisfied with it. Because there's always more than you can achieve. And then take that with the next wisdom teaching, which is, yes, there's more you can achieve. You should have a goal which is outside of yourself, which is greater than yourself to achieve that thing for others, for God, whatever. But outside of yourself, you should have all of that. However, you're not obligated to complete that goal. You have to work on it. Be one of the team working towards it. But you're not obligated to complete it. So you don't get down on yourself when it's not completed. But you certainly need to look at something which is greater than yourself and have that as your goal because that's purpose in life. And if you don't have purpose, you might have wealth, you might have money, and you might be happy with what you have, but you lack purpose. And there are a lot of negative outcomes which result from a person who lacks purpose and a tremendous amount of positive outcomes for people who do have purpose in their life. Like I said earlier, having purpose is often much more important than having than even working out or, or a lot of other health things that a lot of entrepreneurs kind of focus on. Purpose is um, shown to actually uh, improve longevity. People with purpose are less likely to have Alzheimer's. They're less likely to have heart disease. They're much more likely to be happy and less likely to be depressed. They're much less likely to have uh, drug and alcohol addictions. People with purpose in life have better relationships, etc., etc., etc. So purpose is incredibly, incredibly important. And my sense is that this book of the gap and the gain doesn't focus enough on purpose and actually kind of takes the idea of purpose and kind of uh, takes it away in many ways. So anyway, this has been Navy Brackman with the Wisdom for Business and Life podcast. Next week we have a guest. It won't be me solo. Um, Ray Hyman is going to be our guest next week. Really excited about that conversation. But until next week, I hope that this has been beneficial to you. Read the book, uh, The Gap and the Gain, and uh, I think it's a good book, but read it with the caveats that I have suggested, and I hope that's helpful. Meanwhile, have a wonderful week.